0: Special shout-out to all our patrons who support the show every week. Head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast and subscribe today for bonus content, special shout-outs on social media, and so much more. Patrons, you help keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going, and we couldn't do it without you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash Podcast. You can also
1: support the show by using our brand new Amazon affiliate link anytime you shop on amazon.com for things like running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon and we thank you for your support. Hello,
0: everyone. This is Dave McGillivray, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, You'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode two hundred twenty-seven of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy, and I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the show—the show that never was.
1: Yes, this is this. This was almost the lost episode.
0: The lost episode.
1: We're, of course, talking about the episode that we were traveling to (laughs) gather for all of you the weekend before Hurricane Ian struck here in Southwest Florida. And we did all of that legwork. We Tirelessly. tirelessly, yes, slaved, you know, running and eating and drinking for you. all
0: of these amazing places to bring it to you. And then
1: we were almost swept away by mother nature. We, <laughs> we were almost like the lost city of Atlantis of podcasters. Wow. And
0: no, 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 no. A, no. An
1: archeologist no. in the future would have found our mixing board and hit play and found it was, it was the lost episode.
0: Yes, would have found that that material that never got aired. <laughs> wow,
1: I I have delusions of grandeur. Why? I I'm I'm just envisioning this like like you know I I, I see.
0: Would it be like an underwater treasure that yes. someone found? And,
1: and I'm picturing I don't know I somehow I'm picturing myself being played by Jason Momoa. Just say. Just saying. really just saying
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: maybe maybe I'm conflating that with Aquaman but either way the point is we have the material it is not lost and this week we are going to be bringing you the episode that almost wow. got lost
0: wow and wow. we're going
1: to be talking this training
0: is, this is podcast gold this <laughs> intro right here wow yes we're going to uh, be talking training yes
1: We're also going to be talking some things about Run Disney. There's a little bit of news to talk about. That we
0: wanted to talk about when it actually was. More timely. More timely. But. The
1: shock might have worn off in the. I
0: think so. Last
1: couple of weeks. No. Yeah. (laughs) Excitement. Shock. Um, There's also a couple of other things that I'm going to bring up that I'm going to spring on you about run Disney. Okay. Here in a few
0: minutes. Okay. So our running segment will be full of updates and news. Yeah. And apparently uh, random surprises. Surprises. Stay tuned. Okay. I'll stay tuned as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then for the eating segment, we're going to be flashing back to what I think Amy believes should be a much bigger holiday than it is.
0: Everybody should not have to go to work on that day in September called National Lobster Day. So much so, I believe this in my heart that we have covered several places in our five year history. Now going on six that feature lobster Because Amy loves lobster.
1: Amy does love lobster. And and
0: crab. Yes.
1: Well, you're generally a shellfish fan. Yes. But you're especially a lobster fan.
0: It's crab and lobster for me, whereas you are scallops. And shrimp. And shrimp and whitefish.
1: But that's not shellfish.
0: I know, but like in the seafood realm. Oh, yeah. I like
1: all things seafood, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure.
0: And I'm not so much give me a whole like sea bass or. No,
1: you want to keep to the crustaceans. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. So they're quite tasty. And Mm -hmm. for National Lobster Day, we tracked down one of our favorite food trucks to check in on them and see how they're doing post pandemic.
0: As well as uh, reminisce. We're we're going to reminisce because Amy, that's me, I'm speaking of myself in third person, can't really help herself but think back to some incredible and tasty dishes we've had on the show to celebrate National Lobster Day.
1: But we are going to be especially... Focused on and featuring our (laughs) friends at the Mobsta lobster food truck that operates all over Southwest Florida
0: entirely true because we will go anywhere to see them clearly
1: and if you're going to have a delicious meal from one of the best food trucks in Southwest Florida you should wash it down with a tasty beverage
0: and this is brand new we have not been to Calusa Brewing in Sarasota so we took a day trip and visited this brewery that had uh, that that has a wide array, a vast menu of different styles and they're doing them quite well as uh, in addition to supporting the community and worthwhile causes at Calusa Brewing in Sarasota we Needed to get there. Their social media presence is very strong. They have a lot going on. They just do it so well.
1: They do. And it really attracted me when they started talking about their Oktoberfest uh, preparations. There so um, definitely a lot to share with you guys on this week's episode. But first, we have some shout outs. Let's talk about some good news from the Runcation Nation.
0: A patron of our show and the woman who commit it, she continues to dominate her quest to accomplish a half marathon in all 50 states. Darlene celebrated a birthday this past week, and we put it out on social media. And we just want to say here on the show this week, happy birthday, Darlene. And we so appreciate your support of our show and... You being a member of the Runcation Nation.
1: You're awesome. And you know who else is awesome? Jessica. Jessica, that's right. Uh, Jessica O'Keefe. She completed the Everglades Half Marathon. A
0: vacation race, if you will.
1: Yes. Mm. And that's one I'm really interested in trying out.
0: Really? Well,
1: yes. I mean, we were blessed following the storm with some nicer weather here. We had a Mm. little, even a little cold snap for Florida.
0: For five minutes, what felt like five minutes,
1: basically, yeah, like o- <laughs> overnight. But I, uh, you know, it's that fall for five that minutes, people. Weekend, you know, Florida. we had some drier weather True. here, and cooler. you can feel the
0: humidity kind of taking a just a little bit of a hiatus. Yes, which is very nice.
1: That's when you know fall is starting to happen. Mm-hmm. So. I I would be curious to try this race. I'd like to hear from her maybe a little bit more Mm -hmm. about this race. So maybe we can, maybe we can work that out, but congratulations.
0: I have a bonus shout out. If there's anybody who is a member of the runcation nation Facebook group, you should really go back in the feed. Just, I think I have it as a pinned post up at the top, but you really should check out this video of Rhonda Lee as she tastes a pupper's beer. She went on a quest. She found it and she tried it for us since we can't have it locally. It's a Canadian beer that's featured on one of our favorite shows, Letterkenny.
1: Yes. It's actually a collaboration that was done um, kind of like a co-branding collaboration. This, this fictional uh, brand of beers on the show. Mm-hmm. They they reference it a good bit Yay. and this brewery up in I believe uh Ottawa.
0: I don't know. I, I think so.
1: I think so. And they they brewed it and she found it and uh-huh. tried it and did a live in the Runcation Nation Facebook group. So uh, congratulations to Rhonda Lee uh. for her her live stream solo debut
0: in well the Runcation done. Nation. Done. Rhonda Lee, well done. Our
1: intrepid field reporter.
0: We can't wait to say thank you in person when you come down to Florida to do your Dopey Challenge in January. And cheers to you for bringing us a virtual beer tasting. It was very nice. And it was wonderful. We asked her a variety of questions. It was just a blast. We would love it if everybody kind of shared their knowledge of local drinks
1: craft beers craft cocktails yes. coffees whatever
0: that we should sample when we come to your neck of the woods
1: absolutely so congratulations Rhonda lee and for anyone who would like a shout out on the show please don't forget send them to us we do our best to collect shout outs throughout the week but and we
0: need to make up for lost time
1: we do we yeah. really do Um, And and we don't always catch them. So send them our way. Send us an email to info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net.
0: Or call 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. Leave us a message there. Send us an email. Get us the shout out for you or someone else in the Runcation Nation we should celebrate for any kind of accomplishment, and we will share it on the show. Let's talk running. Yes. So we're getting back to it.
1: Slowly but surely. Um, Slowly
0: but surely and headed towards our – what? I mean, let's face it. It's the one race that we have in fall because – the Rock and Roll Clearwater, which was supposed to be the the inaugural Rock and Roll Clearwater in person. Well, there's actually marathon. a history there. Yes. Rock, yeah, Actually, yes.
1: Yes. Rock and Roll Clearwater was supposed to happen. And then the pandemic. Hurt. Right. So they ended up switching it at the last minute to a virtual. So it's it happened, quote unquote, virtually.
0: I think that. You know how we were featured? Oh, shout out to the Rise and Run folks for featuring us on their first anniversary podcast, by the way. But uh, Bob was talking about this while we were recorded with him. Mm -hmm. And he said that he had signed up for it at that time when it went virtual and he has the inaugural, the real inaugural t-shirt. Right. Yeah.
1: So that happened. then this year hurricane and and, it's like
0: they can't win and (laughs) i feel for them i
1: I do now i did give them a little bit of grief on social media because
0: i know i think it was the stress
1: well you also it's also i i understand the predicament that race announcers are in
0: well that race organizers announcers city officials every every component that's involved in that.
1: Yes. But ultimately, the race officials, the <laughs> the race organizers, if yes. they don't get a local declaration of emergency, then their insurances probably don't kick in Ooh. and they they don't they're not able to recoup some cost if they were to cancel. So they wait till the very last minute. My it's frustration tough. was up until just, I, I believe, two days before um, the actual storm storm they they were And that very... would
0: have been 5 days before the race. Yes. weekend. Cuz the 5k would have been on Saturday and our half would have been on that Sunday that next Sunday after the hurricane.
1: Yeah, they were very tight-lipped. They didn't have anything on social media. Their social media accounts were were talking about some of the the things that the events that they had pre-planned, which if you're a Florida local, you kind of know like even if they don't get a direct hit Chances are really good that the, the, the race is going to get a ton of rain mm-hmm. and some of these outdoorsy type events are really not going to happen. And in all
0: fairness, they might have scheduled pre-scheduled those announcements on social media. And I think that's what and happened. And forgot about them in the wake of all that stress in the storm.
1: Absolutely. So I gave them a little bit of grief on social media because of that. They finally started messaging and they're like, we're, we're watching the storm. Right. We're, we're going to let you know as soon as we know. Right. And I get it. I get it. Um, So the race gets canceled. That race was one that we were kind of counting on as a training race. Yes. We've already done. What was our, our maximum distance here in 14 and a half
0: right before the storm? 14 and a half.
1: Yeah. So we were counting on that one as an additional training run. To give us some practice, you know, with gear, uh, with um, attire. attire, new shoes. I I'm I mean, kind of everything, I think. Nutrition, in, in because the,
0: we have been trying different hydration options.
1: Yeah. So in the last several weeks, we've replaced our Apple watches. We've replaced shoes. We got new clothes. We're doing all the stuff. So we're like, all right, this is going to be a great chance test. for us to. to Wonderful to, test. To dry run it. And then Ian happened. <sighs> now, again, in the grand scheme of things, a race cancellation in the wake of that, of the amount of destruction that storm has brought is right. a, a really first world problem. Totally acknowledging that, right? We get it, right? But there's the,
0: so much more to. I mean, that that storm devastating our community, the Barrier Islands, and and just like the amount of work that is going to have to go into restoring our our community and people who were hit hardest
1: yeah well i mean and that it, it, we can't understa- understate it and i know it's not being covered on national news anymore Right, but like even uh for us just in our our own little microcosm our world we have roofers coming to to replace sections of our roof this Friday as we're recording this, we are having to pick which vehicle we are wanting to drop off at a body shop first because we have to get both cars completely reshot for uh, paint jobs and some minor structural stuff. We have um, our
0: back porch that needs repairs, rescreening and you
1: name it. So we've got all these things Um, That are going on, Mm -hmm. you know, personally. And then the wider scale destruction, which has impacted training since life has started to get back to normal
0: here. And I would say that when you're doing a long training run. Jeff Galloway says you can do it. America's coach. Our coach. Our coach. And the man I'm so looking forward to giving a great big bear hug to at the wine and dine expo. Mm -hmm. He says you can do your long run as slow as you need to, to get that endurance, because that is the purpose of the long run Mm -hmm. and it's key and critical. And we were expecting clear water. And then here is the recovery around the, the hurricane There are streetlights out. There's debris in the roadway. There are power Power poles and power lines that need to be repaired. It makes the environment unsafe. Now, could we actually go to the gym if it has reopened and do it on the treadmill? Yeah. But uh, a 14 and a half or a 13-mile training run on a treadmill, I think that those of you in the Runcation Nation who have had to do that because of snowstorms and inclement weather know that that is a challenge also
1: it's an absolute in my opinion that is an absolute last resort
0: but it's not safe right it, it hasn't been safe at this stage
1: no we're to
0: do it outside either
1: no we are um, the do lo- I
0: sound like I'm making excuses for not no, doing a long run?
1: No, you're not because the the local state of emergency here started on September 27th. We are about 4 weeks out now. We are still um very much in the recovery phase here yeah. in our city. Yeah. Um, the disaster recovery trucks are still trying you to can do see debris them removal, everywhere. the the to give everybody a little bit of the the, the insight here, they're they are projecting a millions a million cubic yards mm. of horticultural waste yeah. has to be removed from our streets, which is equivalent to the same amount that our municipal garbage collection takes up in seven years. Now their goal mm. is to collect 90% mm. of that within the first 90 days of the recovery. So that's a very mm. ambitious goal. Very. But what we are hearing is that a truck makes it about a half a block or six houses yeah. before it fills up and they're having to go to the dump after that.
0: So it's a slow process. It's a very slow. In process. a nutshell, it's a slow process
1: on our street, in our neighborhood where we're at um, in our front yard, we have mm-hmm. an eight foot by, by 16 or, or longer foot pile of horticultural debris All up and down our street. It's like that. The, we still have lines down and low hanging lines in our neighborhoods, um, right where we live. Yeah. So it's, it's challenging. Street lights are, have absolutely not been repaired yet. So if we're going to be doing running.
0: Especially long ones where we need a bit, a good chunk of time.
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard unless you are willing to run it in the daylight. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the early morning runs are not even street light lit. They are pitch black. And Which
0: you have forbidden me to do. Well,
1: well, not that I've forbidden the little lady to do anything <laughs> or have that ability. But I have said that I, my preference would be that you're not running in pitch darkness right. because of the critters. That are out there, of course, because we still have a large amount of small sharp debris in the roads, like roofing nails mm-hmm. from construction sites from from shingles that were blown off of houses, Tiles,
0: fencing
1: there's all kinds of extra yes, things that are make make the trail more dangerous, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of of where we might choose to run from our house
0: so what we're saying it's like the too long, didn't read thing in, in email.
1: Yeah. So we've, we've done short runs.
0: We've done short runs in this, on the safe areas of the street in the daylight, but long runs have eluded us. Eluded us. Yes. So.
1: Since the storm.
0: We're behind on training as we head into Wine and Dine. So we're hoping for the best for that weekend. Yes. We're hoping for the best and we're, we're going gonna... to
1: try to get a long run in hopefully this week or this weekend in the daylight where it's safe.
0: Yeah. In the meantime, in more positive news,
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I think it's not that that's not positive. It's nice to see that the community is coming back. You know, yes. most and hu- coming
0: together, most to help houses each other.
1: here in Cape Coral now have power. The majority have telephone. The majority have their water service restored, indeed, you know, so we're things are getting a lot better mm. so unfortunately, you know, like i said we we took a lot of damage, but we are we're damaged, but livable here, where we're at
0: so we're very lucky, we're moving forward. Training never goes in a straight line,
1: no. No, I, I and this is a, a great example of that. It's and an we're extreme just, example of and that. And we're going
0: to have to take what we can get in the final days of our build up to wine and dine, half marathon weekend, and get done what we can get done. Yes. And feel good about that in the wake of, a number of challenges around our fall training. So we're going to stay positive. We're going to focus our mindset, and we're going to get the training done that we can get done and run the ways that we can run. Absolutely. In more positive news,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: way back in September, there was an announcement that... Run Disney is returning to California.
1: I heard this. I saw this and I am left with questions.
0: What are your questions?
1: Themes
0: of the races. Well, they can't do the infinity gauntlet that they still owe us infinity stones for
1: any more. What we're talking about is is back when they were doing the California races. They were running the superheroes half marathon weekend out there for Marvel. Yeah. And the challenge races out there were based around the Infinity Gauntlet from the Infinity Saga. Yes. And they they stopped because they they had some recent unpleasantness with the city of Anaheim. I guess and I don't know too much about it. And they they stopped doing the races. They've since, my understanding is they've buried the hatchet. Things are Which better. Which is good. Glad to hear it. Yeah. So I'm curious what their plan is. Are they going to resume where they left off?
0: Because there's food and beverage out there that we need to explore and indulge. There really is. Okay.
1: And we love those races out there. You The, the time of year that they would do these races. Beautiful. Was always great. Mm-hmm. The course was always so much fun, regardless of which version they did.
0: Star Wars, Avengers, the Tinkerbell. Oh, I, I didn't even mention
1: that the Star Wars. They the, the, the way they used to do it was the light side was out there, the dark side was in in Orlando, and then you would do your coast to coast Kessel Run, and get the Challenge. additional Kessel Run medal, which, which is was amazing. A Millennium Falcon medal,
0: which and they've also done cool. where you can get a pink coast to coast medal doing the princess weekend which is typically at Walt Disney World in February and then the Tinkerbell which depending on the year that you did it back in the day
1: which we did we've done once
0: you could you could sometimes uh, at one point it was in January at one point it was in May you if you did both of those the Tinkerbell and the Princess, then you could get a pink Coast to Coast special medal. So those are different themes that they've had in the past. And now that they have that Marvel-themed land out there, I just think it's, it's ripe for that, personally. Oh, yeah.
1: I uh, This... There should not be any question about them doing a superheroes theme out there, but you just never know what their marketing folks are thinking about. Sure. What they're planning. I I know that there are. Guardians
0: of the Galaxy, you know,
1: which they have out there. Mission
0: Breakout. Yeah.
1: They also have new movies that are coming. The Ant-Man Quantumania. Just Mm. the trailer just got released for that. Mm. There's some big hype around that, although it may have gotten a little buried with the announcement that Henry Cavill is coming back as Superman for DC, but that's, you know,
0: you're just, you seem a little excited about that.
1: I I am a little bit excited about that, but we need a separate, um, we need a separate podcast for that comic book stuff. Okay. So um, we'll see what the theming is going to be.
0: And if you have suggestions that we should share, in the running segment, perhaps you should drop us a line at info at runeatdrink.net. Yeah, what
1: themes do you want to see? And we'll, Ooh, we'll, yeah. ta- we'll tag Run Disney in social media posts.
0: Info at runeatdrink.net or 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. What should Run Disney theme those 2024 races? Let us know.
1: There are some great options. And if you, even if you didn't want to go like Marvel or Star Wars, I mean, you got some, some really interesting movies that they've released in the last few years that I think could, could really be winners. Yes. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Now, th- I, there's another announcement that I didn't share with you.
0: Oh, what is this? You is, this may have, is this the thing that you're throwing upon this is, me?
1: This is the curveball. Okay.
0: Okay. All right, fine.
1: Apparently. Here we go. Run Disney has announced that they're going to have a virtual queue. For merchandise,
0: I have seen this. Okay. Okay.
1: Tell me your thoughts on this.
0: Is it virtual queue only? I haven't read the specific. I haven't been, you know, really into the details and the specifics. Is this it is, is of, it virtual only, or can you go and just show up and hope for the best?
1: I don't know. <laughs> And,
0: and <laughs> we've but, done our research people,
1: but I just saw this today. And that's oh. why, I, that's why I'm, I'm bringing this up and maybe you can look it up while I'm, I'm talking about it because in the past and in and, and the last couple of years, it, at going to run Disney events here in Orlando, we mm. have noticed mm-hmm. a downward trend. If you would about the availability of quality merch if you are not there on the Thursday.
0: Really, you want the quality merch. You miss the quality merch. or
1: Because what happens is they limit you to a, a certain number of SKUs for merchandise per person. But a SKU, for example, if there's a sp- specific T-shirt you're looking for. You have a skew for a small, a skew for a medium, a skew for a large, an extra large, and so on and so on. So theoretically, you could buy multiple shirts. One person, not violate the skew restrictions, and you could hand everybody in your party the uh, you know a gift card or a credit card, and they could all do the same thing. And resellers have been going into their to their merchandise area ah! and picking it clean.
0: Okay. So I have retrieved the email from our inbox.
1: Oh, do tell.
0: Hi there, Amy. With the Disney wine and dine half marathon weekend powered by after by Oh, I did it again.
1: You, you called power,
0: powered by shocks,
1: which are great bone conducting headphones where they're not a sponsor yet, but they really ought to be. They're great headphones. I love them. They really are really really good. And you've got a pair.
0: Yes. So with the Disney Wine and Dine half marathon weekend powered by shocks kicking off in just a few weeks or days, we wanted to share the news of an exciting enhancement coming to the Run Disney Health and Fitness Expo. This year, rather than waiting in a standby line, you can access the first Day of the Run Disney Merchandise Shop from the comfort of your Walt Disney World Resort Hotel or home by joining our virtual queue. Keep in mind, the virtual queue will be the only way to access the shop on the first day of the expo. Interesting. We know you'll have questions about how the virtual queue will work. So we've set up this blog post with full details on how and when to join the virtual queue and what you can expect while you wait. We look forward to seeing you real soon. Ron Disney.
1: Okay. So that first day you have to do virtual queue only.
0: But then what happens?
1: I Then, I, then my assumption is it's a free for all. <laughs> but that at least... In my mind, provides a measure of security against this type of seven thirty chicanery that has been happening. Because this has been a, a bone of contention for people, it's actually been kind of a cloud over any of the run Disney events Jeez. And, and discussions and in, in various groups on social media. Uh, other podcasts even that are more Disney focused. I I, I think this has been a real problem and it's something that we've addressed. And, you know, we,
0: they've tried to take this from Ratatouille's adventure, rise of the resistance, uh, you know, uh, guardians of the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Did I get them all? You get the idea. I think so. You get the idea and bring it to the run Disney expo, which I get. And which has worked very well for rides. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know that we're going to make it there in time to take advantage of that virtual queue on that first day. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty
1: sure we, we won't, Mm -hmm. but so this has the possibility of, of limiting or, 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 or curtailing some of these problems. I do think that there are restrictions on, the number of SKUs of items people can buy oh, that may need to be more more stringently applied, but we'll see. I At least they appear to be doing something to try to address this issue.
0: We'll see what happens with it. And, and I'll, we'll I'll be see the feedback. To see. I'll be interested for those people in the Runcation Nation who. Yeah. Are going, like our friends from the Rise and Run podcast, like uh, people we have met in person for the first time at the Run Disney Wine and Dine Expo. Mm -hmm. Anna runs on coffee. Susie runs 50. uh, Others that might be there. I'll be interested to see what their opinions are if they take advantage of this virtual queue. Agreed. Mm.
1: so that was kind of my that was my my curveball for you sorry i didn't discuss that with you in our pre-planning meeting (laughs)
0: that's it's okay
1: but it was something that caught my eye and i was like you know what it's i I can go with it well i was just pleased to see them maybe doing something now i'll be curious to see how effective it is so i
0: just want to know what happens after that first day right is it a free-for-all like you said or not
1: It'll it'll be like you know the nineteen eighties going after Cabbage Patch Kids trying to get you know.
0: I thought you were going to say something like Star Wars toys.
1: <laughs>
0: no, at Christmas. I don't think
1: that anything was as as crazy as Cabbage Patch Kids in the eighties. That
0: was pretty. People yeah. were people
1: were throwing throwing hands over some dolls.
0: It was pretty serious. It was. It was pretty serious. So we'll see. And if you end up having firsthand experience, you'd like to share with us, you know. Info at runnydrink.net or give us a call at 941-677-2733.
1: That's 941-677-2733. Now, all this talk of excitement and retail... Um, <laughs> um, uh, retail... <laughs> I was going to say retail apocalypse. I mean, it is kind of like that. Um, has me working up an appetite here. Does it? It does.
0: For... Shellfish?
1: For something like shellfish, yes.
0: Like National Lobster Day lobster?
1: That would be wonderful.
0: Oh, we have had some stellar picks in our past on this podcast.
1: True. And that it's actually been um several from Florida, but not exclusively from Florida. Mm. And I one of my favorites is the first one you've listed here, which is DJ's Clam Shacks lobster roll down in Key West, Florida.
0: Yes. It's so good and I will say it is worth every penny to get the humongous one. <laughs>
1: the, the the
0: largest lobster roll on their menu.
1: Okay, now pricing may have changed since we were last there. I don't when when we know. were last there The standard size, which has the meat of one entire lobster on it, was $18 and worth every penny. You could double your meat for double the money. $36. Double the money. Yeah. Double double the meat for double your money. $36. Two lobsters worth of meat on this thing. And it was like eating a lobster roll the size of a football.
0: Well, they have the overstuffed main lobster roll on their menu, but there's no price on their menu for anything. It
1: typically is market price.
0: But Which that I was, get. That was what it was last year. Because it's seafood. But yeah. they have great conch fritters. They have great oh, clam strips. It's a great place to go.
1: I am such a fan of their conch fritters and clam strips. Mm-hmm. I really am. Yes. But.
0: The lobster roll is where it's at for me.
1: That lobster roll is ridiculous. And, we, and we've talked about it on Quick Bite number 80 Going, mm-hmm. going back a uh, couple of years, but absolutely worth checking out. And I think that we have a link to all these episodes we're going to talk in about the in show the show notes, notes, right? Yes.
0: And speaking of Wine and Dine that's coming up, we also talked about lobster in episode 87 at the 2019 Wine and Dine Half Marathon in your picks from the Epcot Food and Wine Festival at the Hops and Barley booth.
1: Yes. And I think that... It it's one of those things where if you go back in lobster history,
0: mm, which we have on our podcast,
1: lobster history. Lobster used to not be a food for the fancy. Lobster mm. used to be kind of a peasant food
0: here. Now it's more upscale, you say.
1: Now it's more upscale, but yeah. you know, going back and 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 trying, uh, you know, trying that food and seeing it featured in America, in the America section of the. Uh, food and wine festival at at the Epcot um, world showcase. I just think is really cool because when when you talk about the founding of our country, most of it happened up in lobster territory up there in the Northeastern United States.
0: Mm, Fact.
1: So I just think it's kind of cool to see it woven in there. And then Mm -hmm. the hops and barley booth is almost always one of my favorites.
0: I mean, and there is such a variety there, but the, the lobster roll, very good. It's, I mean, granted, it's not going to be DJ's Clam Shack-sized.
1: No, no, no. When you go to the Food and Wine Festival, it's, it's, it's more plates. of a tasting menu.
0: It's small plates. And that's good. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Because that means that you can still enjoy from around the world.
1: Exactly. Uh, you know. <sighs> and that was episode 87 of the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I I actually, I want to come back to episode 105.
1: Okay, so we skip ahead to episode 125. Which. That is also Disney related, but that was a training run that we did up at Walt Disney World. And we gave people a sneak peek of the 2020 Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Because Mm -hmm. this time of year, folks, you can detect a bit of a theme. We're heading into Food and Wine, Uh and the 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 Wine and Dine Half Marathon weekend. So it's always a good one. But they had a new booth. This was this was at that time. At that time, yeah, right. This was before the pan. No, after the pandemic
0: right well it was you know in the midst of slowly trying to come back trying to come from back
1: to it. normal and yeah. they had kind of a they had a taste of food and wine
0: mm-hmm. that
1: year so it was a yeah. very scaled back version but they introduced a new uh, like a newer booth or they featured a newer booth there that citrus blossom was really good
0: and that lobster tail was just Delightful. It
1: was basically an orange lobster...
0: bird. It was like an orange bird themed booth. Yeah,
1: and the the dish was so simple. It was basically a split lobster tail grilled, and then they served it with this wonderful citrus sauce.
0: Oh, so good! And
1: they did a really nice job. I'm always amazed when food trucks, or even at, like at, at Disney, at, like the food booths when Stands. they, yeah, when they can do, um, shellfish. And do it well mm-hmm. when you're trying to do food for like large quantities of people when you're really moving a lot of dishes and at Disney out the there door, are a
0: lot of people in Epcot come through the world showcase.
1: It's so easy to overcook mm-hmm. and and they really pulled it off there,
0: yeah, and locally, I can say we've had some excellent lobster at fishtail grill and we had that in episode number 138
1: we did mm-hmm. we did uh, fishtail grill is one of our absolute favorites they've come through the worst of hurricane ian they're actually back open we Love we, we, it. W- we went to brunch there last ex- weekend
0: some expansions to their space they
1: have they've kind of remodeled Adore, the whole thing since and... we featured it on the show and mm-hmm. And we went there for brunch the other day and uh, oh, fantastic. But yeah, their, it's great. their platter that we got. We had, had the
0: captain's platter, which had all, all the, sorts of things that you like and I like shellfish, I mean, c- clams and crab and. Not just crab, snow crab, king, king crab. crab.
1: And the local stone crab, which is currently in season.
0: Lobster. Yes. And lobster, which is what we're featuring here on the show. It was just so great. What a great sampling of seafood that we had. Sauces were great. And really, one of my favorites all time in the local area. Is, of course, from episode 105, which I said we would come back to. Mm -hmm. And that is Mobsta Lobsta. Yes. The food truck that should be an upscale restaurant for the quality of food that's coming out of that food truck when it's at a brewery. Around Southwest Florida, and they get around Southwest Florida.
1: They do. You know, typically when you hear people talk about Southwest Florida, they're talking about Lee, Collier, sometimes Hendry and Glades. Sarasota. Oftentimes, Sarasota gets lumped into Central Florida because it's right south of Tampa. Yeah. But these guys operate everywhere from Sarasota to Naples and. You know, towards Okeechobee. So they've got almost it's like, worth a, it. like a seven county Wherever range that they they're are. operating. And they knock it out of the park consistently. And back on, like you said, episode 105, we ended up doing them on the show.
0: And that was the, it, it, it was the, uh, at the height of the pandemic. At the shutdown time when, Mm -hmm. right before that, when they were at Fort Myers Brewing Company. And I just, I can't tell you, they can do lobster in so many ways and they do it right. And they are just, (laughs) as people, they are so real. Yes. And fun. And I just love seeing them wherever they are. And this time, right before the storm, we went to Sarasota and saw them at Calusa Brewing. And that was a first-time trip for us to Calusa Brewing, but it, I mean, was worth it. The day trip from where we are is about 90 minutes.
1: Yeah, give or take.
0: And it was worth it. And I just I can't say enough wonderful things about the quality of this food and the genuine people, the hardworking people behind it.
1: So, without further ado, let's listen to our in-the-moment review of the food we got from the Mobsta Lobster Food Truck. You know. You've made it when people stalk you. We've been told, you know, and uh, celebrities know this.
0: We don't know yet.
1: We don't know that yet, but uh, that's what we've been told. But uh, if that is true, then the food truck we're gonna talk about this week has truly made it because we're stalking them. Yes. We actually drove almost an hour. To come up here to Sarasota, more Florida, than an hour. to Calusa Brewing.
0: It was more than an hour.
1: Because Calusa Brewing is having a fundraiser event today to benefit pediatric cancer charities, and they are having one of our favorite food trucks mm-hmm. here, Mobs the Lobster.
0: I, you, Everybody who is a longtime listener, part of the Runcation Nation, knows how I feel. About a great lobster roll. We've covered DJ's Clam Shack. And we've covered Lobster Lobster, both before the pandemic and post-pandemic.
1: We've covered Mason's also.
0: Yes. And I will tell you, this truck puts out restaurant-quality lobster rolls.
1: 100%. They it doesn't
0: matter what style.
1: No. And, and I, I say this lovingly they are swinging above their weight class.
0: Well, I mean when you say that what you really mean is restaurant quality coming out of a food truck. Yes. That everybody needs to try. It's an unassuming food truck when you happen upon it. But it's simple appearance just your just the logo and the black food truck don't pass it up. And if you are at a brewery with it and it's a happening Thursday or Friday night sale, you will see a line a big line across the parking lot. Yeah, and wait times just 15, 40, 20, 30, 40 minutes.
1: We've waited at another brewery 45 minutes for food,
0: and it's, it's been it's worth it. It's that good. Yeah, it is that good. They do two styles of lobster roll that we've talked about on the show before. They also have a crab cake slider and a coconut shrimp dish that I am very interested to try.
1: Yeah, that looks really good.
0: So, seafood done right. I am quite sure if anything is telling, it is their lobster rolls. But the Connecticut style, which is the warm with lemon and butter on this butter toasted roll mm-hmm. and also the cold one that you got. Yes.
1: Yes. Which is tossed in a light mayonnaise with uh, um, lemon and celery. And
0: it's very lobster forward.
1: That's... that's.
0: It's not that's all celery. an it's understatement. Not, it's not all... When you think of a cold lobster roll, sometimes... The accompaniments in their ratio can far outweigh the meat. The meat, the substantive amount of meat, the lobster meat is overflowing in this lobster roll and in mine as well.
1: They also have a third option, which is a BLT style
0: bacon.
1: So it's basically a lobster BLT on a roll. Oh. We, we didn't get that one. So, Aim, tell us about yours. It's
0: buttery, lemony. The toasted bread is perfect. And I just am in love with this sandwich. And recommend it highly to anyone coming to the Southwest Florida area. Because this truck goes all the way Sarasota to Naples. Yeah.
1: They're everywhere, and they're killing it wherever they go. Mm. Mm. My sandwich... Okay, I picked this one because I like the fact that you're getting a little bit of celery with it. I think lobster calls out for a little something, and celery is that something. Celery seed is the predominant flavor that you get from like an Old Bay seasoning.
0: So you mean in a sandwich like this, and not necessarily when you have like a lobster tail entree? Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, lobster tail for me is all about drawn butter. Yes. This is more of a lobster salad. Oh. And I, I just think it, it really needs that. And that, that celery seed or that celery, the diced celery in this gives it that hint of Old Bay.
0: That celery seed flavor is what you love.
1: Mm-hmm. The meat is so tender and buttery. And just a little bit of mayo to kind of tie it all together. That is fantastic.
0: If you're a fan of lobster and and drawn butter and lemon, I think you'll like the hot lobster roll. Yeah,
1: and if you're a fan of seafood salad,
0: you'll like yours.
1: You're gonna love mine. Yeah, and I know. By the that, way, there is no wrong answer.
0: There's no wrong answer, and we've covered them on the show before. It's wonderful to see they're here on this day of a beer release and fundraiser uh, for the Apple a Day Foundation to support uh, pediatric pediatric uh, pediatric pediatric cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just. It's, if you're wanting to draw a crowd to raise money for an organization that is supporting children fighting cancer, Mox Tolabsta. It's
1: a heck of a truck. To it's get.
0: gonna draw people here. It In is. addition to the fantastic beer at Calusa Brewing that we've been able to sample so far. That is a great draw to help raise money for this
1: chair, Absolutely. And
0: foundation.
1: Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that we got the combo. Mm -hmm. So our combos each include a side of coleslaw and tater tots with a chipotle aioli Mm -hmm. on top. The coleslaw, this is an interesting one. It's, It's got a very light mayo base to it, but it's more salty than it is sweet. I agree. So that's really nice. Now, if you wanted to use this as a garnish or topping even for your sandwich, you certainly could. Really nice.
0: I like it as a refreshing balance on the side of the hot lobster. I do, too. That's what I like.
1: And these tater tots are ridiculous. Yeah. They go go for the hard, crunchy tot, which I love.
0: And I don't think that... The chipotle is you get a smoky element, but it's not swimming in this. It's not overwhelming.
1: And it's also not so spicy that it's going to blow your doors off. Right. So that's really nice. Mm-hmm. All in all, to sum up, Mopsa Lobster, doing it right
0: mm-hmm.
1: and fresh all yes. over south of Florida. Check them out.
0: Yes delicious doesn't seem like i I need a a better description adjective
1: i know what you mean it's it's hard to really pin down sometimes you know a lot of people if you've never eaten in a food truck Mm -hmm. you might have an expectation you might think you're going to get something that's kind of like concession stand type food
0: which is not the case here
1: absolutely not the case portion sizes are huge food quality is absolutely on point with anything you would get from a brick and mortar restaurant and since we've had them more than once at different locations their food consistency is through the roof because i we've been to you know we've all been to a restaurant that you know more than once that you know this night it was really good. They had an off night. It wasn't as good this time. You go back, it's better. We've never had a bad a bad item, much less a bad meal from Mobster Lobster.
0: I just love them wherever they are: Sarasota, Fort Myers, Naples. When you come to our area, I, I really wish they were going to be at Gasparilla.
1: <laughs> up in Tampa, yeah. up in Tampa,
0: but wherever they are, the lobster roll. That's where it's at, and well, I don't know.
1: I mean, they have other things. We talk about the lobster roll. Mm. They have a that impressive mac and cheese. Oh my goodness! They also have these ridiculous tater tots. That's true. That are
0: the shrimp are great too.
1: Absolutely, just decadent. Uh, Decadent is the. I think that's the word. You know, it's 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 easy to say delicious, but it's 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 so indulgent. Mm. to to get this food and have it wherever they're at. It's probably going to be a more casual location.
0: Which I love.
1: Which is a nice, yeah, it's a nice juxtaposition. High
0: quality food In in a comfortable and casual atmosphere. Yes. Accompanied by, usually accompanied by great beer when we've encountered them.
1: And this week, it is going to be accompanied by great beer because we had them at Calusa Brewing. But before we go on, we want to talk for a moment about October because it's almost over. And October, as you know, I know, I know we had we had great intentions to talk about this more frequently than we have. Mm, But it is something that bears mentioning. October is breast cancer awareness month. And as many of you know, in the runcation nation, we are ambassadors for the 2023 Donna marathon weekend. That's going to be happening in February.
0: It is a weekend. As you know, is dear and very near to our hearts. And it's a one of a kind race experience as well in February every February. Leading up to that experience, you can do something healthy for yourself. You can get fantastic swag and support the Donna Foundation in its mission to finish breast cancer. We invite you to participate in the Donna 110 Mile a Day Challenge, a challenge to get healthy and finish breast cancer.
1: And here's how it works, okay? You register, first and foremost, number one. registration. it's not too late. No, it's not. Uh, Registration, in fact, is going to remain open until February 4th, 2023 at Mm -hmm. 3 p.m. Okay, so you got tons of time. Number two, get moving. Start walking. Get running. Whatever the case may be. Starting October 1st, recruit a friend, join a group, commit to move your body every day.
0: And even if you didn't start, October 1st, we are in the, in the same boat as we have talked about in this very show that we might behind be behind on mileage. You can get to that 110 mile total by February. Oh yeah. You can totally do it. You can submit your results. There'll be fun milestones to achieve along the way. Track your miles, help us reach our goal to walk. According to the Donna foundation, our goal altogether to walk 20,000 miles together to finish breast cancer. Results submissions, they, like we said, are open and and they end on February 5th, 2023.
1: At the end of this, okay, this is the best part. You get your swag in February of 23. You are going to be so excited when you finish the Donna 110 mile a day challenge you are going to get the Donna 110 Finisher's Belt Buckle Medal and shirt sent to you in your mailbox. You're going to be an ultra marathoner.
0: We'll put a link to the registration in the show notes, and you can find more information at breastcancermarathon.com.
1: Now let's talk drinking.
0: Oh yes,
1: because post nothing race? nothing works up a, a, a thirst like ultramarathoning.
0: Post race, post training runs, yes. Now it's all about balance.
1: It is now. This is a brewery that's only it's a mere ninety minutes from us. Mm-hmm. It's one that we've seen. We've followed them forever on their social media. Their social media game is so good.
0: It's strong. It's they have strong.
1: such a great menu. Mm-hmm. The pictures of their space looked incredible. We decided to day trip up there to you know cyberstock our food truck
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to try their amazing <laughs> beers. And honestly, it didn't disappoint.
0: No, I enjoyed their portfolio, if you will. It is. They have several different styles. There are some breweries that specialize in a certain style. They have a wide array. I
1: and I don't know. I don't know which I prefer. Like the the breweries
0: that well, I think in the brewery scene. There's something for everyone. I,
1: I I do too. But you know when you have a brewery that focuses on one particular style, and I'll talk about like our friends at Orpheus Brewing in Atlanta. Sure. They really lean heavily into the barrel aged stouts, and they're great. And they're phenomenal. But when you go to a place like Calusa. They they kind of span the whole spectrum, mm-hmm. and they're really good at all of them. Now, this time of year-
0: We're going to m- highlight something that is timely. Uh,
1: yeah, and I think that- And I love that breweries are doing it. Yeah. And I love that they were leaning into their Oktoberfest-style beers.
0: I'm glad that we picked up Steins.
1: Oh, I am too. I am too. Because uh, absolutely, they they look great. They're fun to drink out of in
0: October. Why not? You know. So we should tell you about Calusa Brewing's October beers celebrating Oktoberfest.
1: All right, Rencation Nation, we are having a little taste of Oktoberfest here at Calusa Brewing in Sarasota florida and whenever we go to a brewery and i see that as part of their merchandise offerings they have a collectible stein i have to admit i'm kind of a sucker for it and truth be told amy is too
0: yes i love a a stein you apparently love a very large
1: stein yeah. I, I, I am partial to the one-liter size, yes. And uh, yes. here at Calusa, they offer two.
0: Yes.
1: Um, but we, uh, we opted for the one-liter's... We. We. We, the royal we. The royal we. Opted through... Meaning, meaning the, you. Meaning me. Who
0: went to get us these beers.
1: Yes. And uh, we are having a couple of their, of their styles in celebration of Oktoberfest. The first that I'm having... Is their Kolben, K-O-L-B-E-N. This is a five percent Bavarian style Märzen, described as gorgeous, drinkable, and powerful. Märzen beers have deep roots in celebration in the fall season. This classic lager showcases a full, toasty malt character and deep autumnal colors. Roast. yeah, normally, you know, eight ounces is four dollars, sixteen ounces is five fifty. If you get the giant one liter Stein, it's nineteen dollars and they give you a free fill. So that's what I'm having. Let's give this a taste and see. That just happened to be
0: the one shot I took picture and
1: Okay. This is to me the quintessential Oktoberfest beer. The
0: Colbin?
1: Yeah. This is a toasty, slightly hoppy, but mostly malt-forward Märzen. This is a dark brown. Uh, it's a little darker than a than a red. It's yes. it, it's, but it's not as dark as a quarter. It's clear. I mean, this has everything yeah. that you like about the Oktoberfest Märzen style of beer, in my yes. opinion. Mm -hmm. And they're executing it flawlessly here.
0: I love it. It's malty. It screams Marzen. Yes. It's, I, I, you know, it's a heavier body. Great with a burger, great with a pretzel. Oh, yeah. Great with any German food, it's called.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Now, you ended up going with something a little bit different something alternative
0: Uh, something ultimate 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 the ultimate which is new a Bavarian style alt beer classic German amber ale from the region of Dusseldorf brewed in the German tradition using nothing but malt water hops and yeast it's simple it's 5.1 percent ABV It's a little bit lighter in color than your American.
1: Yes. Yeah, yours is a little more red, where mine's a little more brown.
0: Yeah, so this, I mean, it looks like maybe an Irish red.
1: In appearance, yeah.
0: Yeah, in appearance. But, malt, water, hops, and yeast. It's not super hoppy. It's well carbonated. Uh, It's... It is the malt-forward ultimate beer.
1: Very, very, oh, that's good.
0: Very malty.
1: This has a little less hoppy flavor than mine. Um, that's lovely.
0: Not bitter, not, not tart, not. It, it, it's malt. It's slightly caramel. It's, I really like it. It's a little bit lighter in body than yours.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Um, but the
0: carbonation is is medium.
1: I like these. I like both of these. I think they're both incredibly drinkable. Yes, and very tasty.
0: Yeah, I think the German style beers here at Calusa Brewing, spot on. This is a Sarasota must. Prost. Prost.
1: Right? Right. Let's do so this. So good. <laughs> I, I would love to go back. Uh, I am happy to report that they too came through the storm. Having seen their posts on social media. So glad, you know, um,
0: so glad. And while we were there, we just want to say that we applaud them for supporting organizations that uh, are just ha- having such worthwhile Missions we talked about before the drink segment, the Donna Foundation, mm-hmm. the Apple a Day Foundation is has very much the same spirit about supporting those who are battling cancer. Yes, specifically childhood, childhood
1: cancer. cancer. Yeah, um, a phenomenal organization, an amazing brewery, and what a great time it was it was really nice to have a a day trip up there after a, a training run to get to enjoy something like that and and mm. you know it was nice to have that that little slice before we ended up having to spend the next couple of weeks dealing with the, mm-hmm. the storm aftermath <laughs> so okay.
0: Feels like forever.
1: It does. But we're back. We're back. So that is going to do it.
0: Mm, That's a wrap, as we say.
1: For this week's episode.
0: Don't forget to sign up for the Donna Challenge, the 110 Mile a Day Challenge, a challenge to get healthy and finish breast cancer. And just we're, we're so happy to be back. Thank you so much for listening, for joining us on your long run, your commute to work around the house. However, wherever you're listening, we're just so happy to be with the Runcation Nation again. I'm your host, Amy.
1: And I'm your co-host, Dana.
0: Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, we're at run, Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run eat, Drink, Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733. Or send us an email at info at run, eat, Visit our website at RuneatDrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.